0: Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm, my guest, Dr. Redmond Sheen. And Who we're back! You? We are back! And I know you might say, when did you go anywhere? You took one week off after you finished watching Criminal Minds. And then you, you went right back to podcasting other things. We're back watching Criminal Minds. That's where we are. Because Criminal Minds is back, and we're very excited about it. <laughs> Why in the blood be damned? <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. Why in the bloods a better show? Nobody's going to pretend it's not. In fact, given this last run of episodes, it might be the best show on this subject.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm not the only one that went, yes. And I've watched both episodes. You'll have to explain how we're doing things. Oh, yeah. But- um, yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Oh. So I have only watched the first episode. I'm writing my Count Varjalan, uh reviews. For these, and the way I write those is, I watch them as I'm, uh, I write them as I'm watching the episodes for the first time. So I finish writing the first one, and then we're podcasting about it while it's fresh in my mind. And so the next episode, which will probably be going up tomorrow or possibly Sunday, we'll see what our schedules are like, will be about episode two. So this is uh, just getting started, and the next episode is going to be Sicarius. I don't, and I want to make it clear. I know nothing about the episode Sicarious. Not only did I not like watch the episode, I didn't even read the synopsis under it on Disney Plus. So I know nothing. All right.
1: Oh no, I'm not reading. I'm not reading anything ahead of time. Okay,
0: good. Yeah. At so it's all. Like, either.
1: I have avoided as studiously.
0: Any spoilers? Any- we did, to be fair. We did both watch the trailer.
1: Oh yes, but we we discussed that on. Uh, yeah, one we discussed of our that on the
0: show. Oh so, yeah, exactly. And
1: and I will tell you, it had a teaser that didn't that I I was anyway. <laughs> it's interesting. Oh, that's episode two, so I can't talk. No, about No, you
0: that. can't. So oh. all right, till tomorrow. <laughs> all right, Stop. let's get into it. We are psyched. Oh, we are very psyched. All right, so now yes. I'm going to announce what I want from the season, which I and I can't stress uh, this enough will not be getting from this season. Okay. So here's the thing I want most that I'm 100% not getting. What I want most is for, in this serial killer fraternity that the series is clearly going to be about, right? I want one of the killers to be the 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 skull-tattooed-on-the-back-of-the-hand killer who murders children at rest stops. And I want to finally get closure on that. That's not going to happen and i've already girded myself against the fact that that's definitely not going to happen but is that the thing i want most from this yes and it's not going to happen so let's move on
1: <laughs> and all i can say is we'll see no no we'll see
0: but i'm just saying i'm guaranteeing that's not going to happen and i don't i don't blame the show i don't think the show has any responsibility to do that in the same way that i don't think that they had any responsibility uh to when uh when Reed had a nightmare dream sequence about a slasher coming to kill everybody at the BAU, they didn't have any responsibility to make it the fake Jason they had in the black and white episode. They should have, but they didn't. But you know what? These are my expectations. They're not what the show has any response, like duty to do. All right.
1: Okay. That's
0: where I'm at. Let's get into it.
1: All right. Now, wait
0: a sec. Oh, please. Oh no. Do you have your expectations? Please.
1: No, I don't have expectations okay. for the whole thing, except if it's as good as the first two episodes, I'm, I'm on board. Whoa. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, no, my, my only statement now is that I am going to let my gray hair
0: grow out. <laughs> Just because I, of how much you've been inspired by Emily Prentice.
1: Well, yes, I already decided that sort of when she said she was happy that they allowed her. And I'm going okay, maybe it's time I let my gray hair grow. Okay, And I watched, I, I, I looked at it today um, and I'm just going, well, yeah, okay, it can be done. We'll do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll see how I feel There's about it. There's ways to
0: make it work. And you're going to take the next three months. You're going to grow it
1: out. You're going to see how it looks. Yeah, if I want to cut it. The easiest way is to just cut it all off. Let's get to the show. Yes, oh, let's. okay. Uh, yeah, really uh,
0: great opening. Oh, my God. I really like the opening. Uh Just that wonderful sky looking down shot at the uh, car driving through the woods. Beautiful way to start it. Fun fact, that is a nod to the first ever episode of Criminal Minds, which started with a down from the sky shot of the city of Seattle. So, so there. A cute yep. little note about the history of the show. And I'm so glad like they're thinking about the past of the show while they're making the current version of the show. Like It's a really cool thing that they're doing here. Uh, So yeah, it was very, you know... Well, we'll talk about
1: overall impressions after the first episode, I guess, or or else we talk about overall impressions first. You can (laughs) tell, beloved listener, (laughs) that we are so excited about this first episode.
0: Am I going to nitpick it all to hell and talk about all of the clunky writing and bad mistakes it makes? Of course I am. But it's got a great feel to it. The acting is like... The performances are some of the best we've had on the show. And I can't stress enough how much being shot well helps this show.
1: Cause oh, my it, God. It, I mean, it's, oh it's, it's a transformation.
0: God. It is a transformation of how this show looks.
1: This, it, it is stunning. I'm going, they should have fired that asshole <laughs> a long time before because the show might have been
0: Looking better, better this whole time.
1: Because better this whole time. I, I
0: just want to say, like... I'm not saying the show's Hannibal, okay? It's not. It's not art in every frame. No, no! no but no. it looks so good.
1: Like it, it looks, looks so much better than it's ever looked before. Like there's and no comparison. It... No, and it looks it looks better than I would say most of the things I watch on TV. Oh yeah, like you
0: talk about any I... CBS profe- uh, procedural doesn't look anywhere near this good. You know? No, I mean it's it's a stunner. They wanted this, they wanted Criminal Minds to come back looking like a cable show. And I mean, except for a couple of scenes, it really does look like a prestige cable show.
1: Oh yeah, there are, there are little things we can talk about, but I will tell you that this looks yeah so good, and I was so happy. And one of the things I checked is the first, and I'm going well. I wonder if somebody's been reading or listening to our podcast <laughs> because because there are a number of times I'm saying, oh well, they've sold okay yeah now. Messer wrote the first. Breen Fraser wrote the second. Okay, Um, but and here's here's to me one of the things that remember in the ends near the end and the rest of it how I was complaining about part of the problem is that they switch directors all the time and yep. they don't have a stable director and this is yep. what differentiated it from an awful lot of earlier shows, mm-hmm. right? Show the same director directed Did both the first episodes.
0: Two. Oh, interesting. And I don't
1: know if he's going to be directing the rest because I'm not checking anything.
0: No, but that we're going to keep an eye on who's directing these and whether the director has a major effect on the look of the episode. So that's something we're going to keep in mind as we go. And the acting. And the acting, obviously. And the
1: consistency, yeah. okay? I mean, the only thing was, is, you know, so, I mean, that's, I mean, my overall, this is what, I mean, I am so happy. It looks so good. The acting is so much...
0: Yeah. It's, it's so, so much crisper. better. Yeah. It's crisper. It is. Everything about uh, it. Yeah.
1: Everything about it. And it may be because the staff is down two members. I hate to say <laughs> it.
0: Well, no, they have more time. They have more time to focus on the characters they have. I always joked about the yeah. fact that, like... I mean, here's the thing about Criminal Minds. We love Criminal Minds. But Criminal Minds with a cast of eight characters... Is doing nothing that the show Millennium didn't do 30 years ago with a cast of one character.
1: Anyway, the, here's here's what I would here because I don't want to get off into no no sort of, we're not going to oh, talk too much because
0: you'll risk getting into episode two stuff if we talk about but, too much well, overall stuff yeah
1: we have to talk about we just want to focus on I was just so happy
0: yeah
1: right I cannot I cannot say how happy I am. We will see by the time we get to episode 10 yeah. how happy we continue to be, <laughs> but right now I am psyched. I am yeah. psyched. Very
0: excited. Now, I ended with the first episode, back. not like, I, in a way, I hated that I had to come and record this rather than immediately start the second episode.
1: So yeah. I'm
0: I'm there with you. Yeah, uh, so, and uh, so
1: let's, so the story, the opening, they right. find. So the op- no, no,
0: no, not they find. It starts yes. with the killer in 2005 oh, right. bringing a homeless right. guy to his bunker.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so we see that he's got this kit in the back of a truck and we're noted that it's got rope, night vision goggles, a couple of hammers, right? Yep. And, uh, and he grabs the keys to his container in it and he goes and he goes it and he drags the guy into the container and he ties him to a wheelchair with duct tape. And we see that in the background, he's got the place set up for a lot of victims. There's plenty of room. There are these shelves and shelves of body storage things. And we're like, okay, this guy is just getting started. And then uh, we get a really, uh, uh, they have this, so he goes over and he, we get our first questionably written line of the episode when he goes to the victim, his victim, and he notices that he's got a suicide scar on his wrist. And yeah. he's like, uh, how long did it take you? Uh, You know, how much blood how much- did you lose oh. before you decided to change your mind? And the guy's like, I don't know. And the guy's like, and the, the victim's like, I don't know. And the killer's like, let's find out. I'm like, are we going to find out? I don't think we're going to find out. No, no. Because he's not-, not trying to kill himself now. You're trying to murder him. And it's entirely up to you how much blood he loses. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Talk about nitpicking. No, that, that's my job. Why do you think I nitpicked 370 episodes of Criminal Minds? Or oh, 300, 340 episodes of Criminal Minds? You think I'm going to stop now? Come on. All right. But the point is.
1: But the point the point is, is that that's the opening shot. That's shop. the
0: opening. Yeah. And yeah. then we move to Bethesda. Bethesda, where uh, where a guy... Yeah. Sneaks into a house with goggles and a clicker that lets him turn off security cameras. Ooh, that's sciency! Uh, And he goes in and he murders a set of parents. He looms over a baby menacingly. And I'm like, are they really going this far?
1: Are they going like, to kill I'm, the baby I know too. this is Cable,
0: right? But like, there has been a rule on Criminal Minds. Uh, ever since, I mean, there was that little boy okay. who got yeah. burned to death in a fire in season one or two. Yeah. But ever since then, if we see a child under the age of fifteen alive, that child will not die in the episode.
1: And thank God I have held time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Stop. This is the one thing I'm going. Oh, 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 no! Yeah. No. yeah. And we'll Find out right away.
0: Oh, my God. No, no, we don't. They make us wait like 10 minutes.
1: They make uh, us wait to see whether or not that baby is dead because he goes to the
0: daughter Daughter. and
1: kidnaps her.
0: And he kidnaps her, yeah. We see him, but we don't know she's kidnapped yet. We just see him, like, put a hand over her mouth, and we hear thumps from the parents' bedroom after he's killed the parents. We don't see the parents die either. So, yeah. No, and that's, that's... It's very restrained. Honestly, it's very restrained. This is Cable. They could have been as bloody as they want. But no, they were restrained and it's not a lot more vile. Honestly, I was worried that like they were going to go all in on the grossness because they're on cable now, but like other than Luke swearing once, this could have been on CBS, no trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh I don't think okay. there's anything more disgusting <laughs> yeah. here than yeah.
0: we used to see on the show.
1: Okay, we're we're discussing number 1. Yes,
0: we're discussing okay. number 1. So don't give me that nonsense. I'm just talking about this episode.
1: Yeah. And so, right. Right. So, yes. So that's it. And we say, see David Rossi. And then we switch off to. We come
0: back to uh, the We're back in Washington state in Yakima County, Washington, where some kids in the year 2022 found this uh, container out in the middle of nowhere. And the cops opened it up and they found 16 bodies inside. So Tara Lewis has arrived to try and assess the situation. Yes. And, uh, now here, here's kind of a problem with the show. Now, this is not like, this is, it's not a problem with the production. It's a problem with editing, not re- like refusing to or failing to edit the script based on realities of production. Because this is just, there's no way to get around this. For the entire episode, every character talks about that, uh, the killer having a mass grave and a burial site and they keep talking about how everything was underground and no it is not underground <laughs> the like the yeah, container is just that. it's up against a hill but it is not underground it is surrounded by bushes and it's hard to see from the road but everybody keeps saying the word buried and the word underground and it is neither of those things
1: yeah and and yeah i i Okay, I mean
0: For whatever okay. reason they were unable to build the set they wanted to and then they forgot to alter the
1: script. Or, okay, well just you know, well we'll 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 wait because here's yeah the edit debt debt you know it it's it if you can say it was pushed into the ground, it, like it into was, the earth, into the hill it, and then it, covered, yes, I it know wasn't. I wasn't.
0: It's just I know, I there. saw
1: it. Well, it wasn't totally sitting there,
0: but no, yes. It was surrounded by bushes. That's the thing. Like it is well hidden. It's well covered. Yeah. Like they the the production team did a great job of making it believable that no one would have found this thing based on all the trees around it. Yeah. But it's not buried. And they keep saying the word buried and they keep saying the word underground over and over and over again. And I found it weird, because again, it is not underground and it is not buried. Uh, but yeah, we get the, we get a funny line here with the, um, the DEA wants to call this a series of cartel murders. Uh, so that like, uh, and so, and she's like, no, this is obviously a serial killer. And she couldn't be more right. Like the guy's got photos everywhere of him stalking homeless people. And then like their bodies end up in the trailer.
1: It's obvious
0: that this is a serial killer.
1: And not only that. Okay. Um, what happens is that the cop like she, even the the local cop, the one thing that yeah, I really don't want to handle wrote, this okay, no, no, it's not that yeah. it's that there was a positive relationship, yes, from the very beginning between this yeah, is where he's I'm happy to have about. them there. It's such a nice change. Yes. And this is what I say. Has somebody been listening to <laughs> yeah, I know. i <laughs> reading your things, right? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But, because you just want to be like, yeah, it's completely
0: believable that this yes. local cop would want this stuff off his plate. He's like, I know I, I can't handle this.
1: I Come can't on handle in. this.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a really good relationship between the two of them. Really believable. It was really nice. Right to see. from the
1: beginning. Yeah. And yeah. I was so happy to see that. Oh, totally. I was so so happy.
0: It was such a refreshing change of pace <laughs> from what we're used to. In With, most serial killer fiction and this show especially.
1: Yeah, and we'll call and we'll call it um we'll call it yes, this is we'll use the term evolution. Yes, it is. Like this it's is it's evolution. a cute
0: thing for you to say, but it's one hundred percent true. Well,
1: yes, because remember at the end of the last one, they've been all split up.
0: Yeah. Oh no. And uh yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um <laughs>
1: But anyway, so. No, we'll talk about that in a so, minute when we get to the is, Emily scene. That may have been a good thing.
0: Well, we'll, we'll for talk the about it. For the, I know, because the they're team. not getting, they're not insular and only talking to each other. They're yeah. actually having to work with local authorities. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. rather than be, being like an insular and cl- cliquey group, as let's face it, they 100% were. Yep. They were insular. They were cliquey. Uh, so. I also, called?
1: I yep. also, The minute I saw Aisha, I'm going, okay, she's going to be more, I mean, because remember what we complained about in the last scene. Oh, yeah. Last season. Yeah. Right? Is that it was like she was a, what, a mascot who sat there and didn't say anything. I know.
0: Like, like, we we kept joking in season 15, like, did Tara have a line this episode? (laughs) Yeah. But now she's like driving
1: things. It's great. Like, Aisha Tyler's finally getting something to do. I love it. Yeah, no, no. I I absolutely love it since she's one of our favorite actresses.
0: Yeah. Uh the so. then all right. So she calls up Luke who is working out on his treadmill which is in Emily's old office cuz she's yep. now got Aaron's job finally. Yeah. She's finally, I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, we we made a real, like, we found it a laugh riot, the idea that she could become the director of the FBI. That yeah. was the dumbest idea in the world. But Aaron's job? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, let's not forget that when the character was first introduced, she was, like, a political ladder climber eager to get uh, first Hotch's and then Aaron's job. So, like, we've really gotten back to uh, character. And I just want to point out in case you were wondering, is the show going to deal with the consequences of season 15? No, it's not. She didn't nope. move to Montana. JJ didn't move to Louisiana.
1: Oh, no, she did.
0: No. They she... did. Oh, they do mention it. That and... line. Okay. Sorry. They, they've you reset everything. The I missed the line, or maybe it's in episode two, but they've reset everything. Yeah. The point is, they are reset. they going to deal they with did. the, uh, the, my point is, are they going to deal with the outcomes? No, because everything's been reset. The only, the only change that is held is that, um, is that Garcia did quit. That's literally the only change that held. And actually something, and we'll talk about it in the next scene. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Luke, and the thing is, it's cute that he's got a treadmill in Emily's office, but I'm like, this is, uh, like a Marine training facility. There's a gym you could go to. What are you doing? Working out on a treadmill and where the hell's the shower? Like, come on, Luke. Don't put a gym in the office. That's crazy. This is Luke. I know it's Luke. It's, it's Luke. At this
1: point, as it's we find out, right. Delightful
0: muscle man Luke.
1: And he's and he's also got he's kind of
0: He's essentially running the team, coordinating the everybody, because Joe has been refusing to come into the office. And he is he working. Of it. Yeah, he is completely out of it, disconnected. Right away. We see he's living in a hotel, so we're like, oh okay, so Crystal's dead. Yeah, and and yeah. spoiler alert, they're not going to tell us this week how she died. So I don't know. So don't tell me. And they don't tell you in number two. Oh, really? Oh, they just keep saying, especially how she died. I'm like, why are yeah. you doing this to me? Uh, but anyway, we then cut over to Emma. Uh, and Luke says, the thing is, I'm running the place. I'm looking at, I'm covering for David. I can't come out to Washington and help you on yeah. this. Like, maybe I'll call Emily and see what she can do. Right. And so we cut over to Emily, who's oh. having a meeting about all no, of the teams. No,
1: it's Aisha says, Well, can't you call Emily? Oh yes, and, and he's Luke like, and Luke right. says, Oh yeah, I yeah. know, but ever since she's she got, got, got a lot.
0: Yeah, she got the promotion. The she's got a bunch of teams to work on. She doesn't have time to worry about this stuff. Yeah. And we see that's true because uh <laughs> because the next thing we see is her talking about teams all up and down the East Coast, yeah. which is really neat. But then the minute her boss, the deputy director, comes in. Uh we see that no Emily's first uh responsibility is always to the team because she desperately wants to make sure they take the container in the field uh thing.
1: Yeah and I love it I I love that they immediately you can just see that that yeah antagonism between the acting director director mm-hmm. and the team is still intact. Exactly. Like, always been there. It's always it going to be there. Matter. One hundred percent. Although
0: I um I like that he's like a very uh, the like right away we get what their relationship is and he's one hundred percent transactional. Hey, uh, I notice a teenage girl just got kidnapped from like next door to where we are. Maybe if you guys sort that case out, and her family was murdered. Maybe if you guys sort that case out, I can help you out with this container full of dead bodies. <laughs>
1: yeah, find, Which is, find yeah nice,
0: yeah, go find her, and we'll see what we can do. and I'm like, oh nice, all right, I like their relationship right away. I'm interested to see where this goes immediately, all right, um, but then, and this is the thing i uh I liked here was, was the observation he made that you know the numbers said uh your team solved a lot more cases if they were split up and working with local yeah and I'm like, that's what we've been saying for fifteen years. <laughs> Why do you need six profilers on this case? You guys are all just like talking this. You're all just saying the same thing to each other. Ex- again, as I always said, except for Reed drawing three circles on a map, any in a profiling scene, any line could be given to any character and you would never notice. Yeah. And it's like, and now the assistant director saying the same thing, which is yeah. pretty great. Oh, yeah. and, yeah. uh and here's the other thing they went back on. Uh, like, and this one, I, it's weird that they went back on it because Reed's not back. And the end position of uh the series was, I'm going to focus on teaching. I can't do this. I can't look at this anymore. I need to take a step back and focus on teaching. But instead of just leaving it there, they imply that he and Matt are on mysterious assignments that no one can know about. Like Uh Matt, Matt, that makes perfect sense. He was from the Beyond Borders team. So it's like him going undercover in like Asia somewhere or Central Europe or, you know, South America, who knows? I could 100% believe that's what Matt's up to. But it's like, I feel like, you know, Reed should just be in a classroom somewhere.
1: Yeah, but then then they would have to go into
0: they would justify yeah, yeah, but, why can't they know, just phone him can't. up and ask because yeah this is going to be the most important case they've ever dealt with so why can't they just phone Reed uh, okay yeah yeah because, you're right it's and just pull him
1: back in like they
0: did Gideon yeah given how like beautiful in a way Reed stepping away was in the last episode yeah. and how right that was for his character it's just disappointing to see them going back on. One of the best things his character has ever done.
1: Yeah, but you never know what kind of thing he may not be working on serial killers. Exactly.
0: Maybe he's. You know, it
1: may be completely different.
0: You're absolutely right. They've got plenty of time to come up with a story for why he can't help them with this that isn't like absolutely self destructive for his character.
1: Well, and I think that, yeah. So I. I No, you're
0: you're willing to give them the chance to find an explanation that doesn't make us sad.
1: Yeah, I don't want him back in Serial Killing. I yeah. don't. I don't want him back doing all of that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, and I want him to get married and have a bunch of kids. And yeah, just settle another, yourself another down. Ten, another 10 years of therapy, you know, this <laughs> is what we want for Reed. Yeah, said, keep going hey, and seeing Tim hard. Russ,
0: you know, actually actually do the work, Reed. Yeah, yeah. All just right. do the work. Now it's over to J.J., who uh, Joe is looking at his conspiracy board of this murder he's obsessed with, a family was killed in Virginia, obviously the same M.O. of the okay. killer we well, saw. Well, first,
1: excuse me, oh. first we have this wonderful little discussion between J.J. and... No, no, yeah, no, no, but we checked in with Joe before we get to J.J. Okay. Yeah. We, we
0: see his conspiracy board before we get to JJ. But then we cut over to JJ, who again is not in Louisiana. Maybe she's back. But the point is she's back living in Virginia. She and Will have a beautiful house and she was working late as she always does. But, and so Will had the kids at like the high school basketball game and it's all very sweet. And they have a conversation about the family. And I'm like, yes, it's a 100% (laughs) stable marriage and he is the best husband in the world still."
1: still. They have that's not gone
0: back on the best thing about this show. Still. Yeah. It just, yes. <laughs> he it remains. Was- like, literally. Oh, you're getting a call from David Rossi to do work at 11 o'clock at night? I'll go get you some tea because I remain the best and most yes, supportive
1: husband in the world. <laughs> the man is a saint. It's a saint, and they've maintained his
0: sainthood. They 100% have, and it made me so exquisitely <laughs> happy that they have maintained his
1: sainthood. Yeah, He's so good. Yeah, and he just, oh. does, you know, and he's good with the boys, and he's good with yeah. his. his oh, his. Yeah. He's so responsible. And he just is. He's and just like, got- honestly, if we find out that
0: he's not even working with a cop anymore, and he's just like taking care of the kids full time and like doing consultant work or whatever, that would make me even happier. <laughs> you know? Cause it's like, dude, you, you got kidnapped and almost killed in a terrifying bank robbery. Maybe it would be good to step away from law enforcement. Just saying. Just saying,
1: well, stay tuned in season episode
0: uh, two. two. Yeah. I'll see what's going on with him. All right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, as long as there's more Josh Stewart on the show, there's more I'm Josh happy. Stewart. And there's don't no you more. dare even think about killing him off. You absolute beasts. don't you dare (laughs) alright but anyway uh, then it's the next morning and they're at the uh, and they're at the crime scene Uh, JJ and Luke have come to the crime scene and Joe now that he knows about the new killing that exactly matches the MO of the thing he's obsessed with is at the crime scene too he walks out and uh, right we get our first uh, very poorly written moment of the season Because he walks out and he's talking to, and he's like, uh, and Luke says, at least the baby survived. That's right. The baby survived. You know, maybe the guy's got some mercy in him. And then, uh, uh, then Joe, uh, then David is like, you wouldn't say that if you'd seen what happened inside. And then things get real dumb, real fast as the two of them watch, uh, search and rescue people turn up and they're like, why are search and rescue here? And they find out from the cops that the daughter has been kidnapped. And I'm like, but Joe, you were just in the house. The girl The girl's bedroom was right next to the parents' bedroom. You were just up there looking around. You would have seen that the girl's bedroom was empty. And you would have noticed that her body wasn't anywhere. So why are you surprised that she's kidnapped? You should be talking about this to Luke. Yeah, so yeah I, just,
1: I I I agree because we, we've yeah. talked and I and I was just going, oh, uh, I don't I don't do the nitpicking the first time I watch things. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one the who does time. the nitpicking
0: the first time. You You're do right. the
1: nitpicking, but I agree with you. Yeah, Poor, it's, it's a mistake.
0: It's poorly. It, st- it's a poorly structured scene. It's not the, the dialogue one, or anything. It's just a poorly structured scene.
1: Yeah, they sh- yeah, that should have happened. They should have already known that last night.
0: And you think See. this is, by the way, this is not as dumb as it gets. It's going to get dumber, but we'll save that till we get there. Uh So then <laughs> they're like, okay, we're, we're, mo- we're getting together on a thing. Uh He's, uh, uh they get together a thing. Is this where Joe yells about the Amber Alert? Or is that later?
1: Oh, no, this is where Joe yells about the Amber he's Alert. Like, but
0: we don't know what car he's driving. He's like, well, figure it out. I'm like, yeah. Okay. He's obviously taking this too personally. We know that he is botching this because he's, not emotionally stable. And we've extrapolated that it's because something happened to Crystal or he wouldn't be living out of Well, contact. he
1: looks, he looks He's like. He's a
0: mess. You know. He is He's, a mess.
1: You know, we, 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 you know, like I.
0: They it, found a way to make him in a, ab- like, I don't know how the makeup and him, team and him supervised to give him the ugliest conceivable beard.
1: Yeah, so it's like I they know. found
0: the perfect beard to make you understand the second you look at him that this is a man who has given up on life and, uh, is not taking care of himself. Okay, and yeah, it's the also the performance, fairy. obviously. The man's a great actor. The performance is there, but don't, don't, you know, overlook how much work the beard is doing for selling oh, for just sure. how much he's given up on life.
1: Sure. You yeah. know, I mean, and the, well, what happened is, is he would have grown out his own beard. Yeah. And then they would have chopped chopped
0: it it to exactly the messy length they wanted. Yeah. yeah,
1: like So I'm even in the rest of it. So even in
0: Patchy, this is a man who has stopped taking care of himself. And you know it The second you see him, he's lost weight. He hasn't been eating. Like, yeah. Like, boom. Like, Jason, no matter how pissed off Jason was at the world, he never looked this bad. (laughs) Yeah. Mandy Patinkin never looked this bad on the show. And Joe... Montaigne's willingness to like look this bad on the show. I'm like, two thumbs up, Joe. You're committing to this character in a way that we always demanded you try. Yeah. <laughs> We've been asking for these kind of moves for years, so you go, Joe Montaigne.
1: You're crushing Well, it. maybe they finally gave him something to work
0: with. I think that's what it is. They killed off his wife. They gave him something to play. It's great. Uh, then we get our next iffy writing scene in the episode where Joe gets to talk goes to talk to the um uh the uh the grandmother who's taking care of the baby and the degree to which this is overwritten is kind of insane yeah i know like, I am i watching a play yes <laughs> like, is this suddenly a norman mailer novel like what is happening like no this is this is not like Especially because this grand, they got the grandmother talking about, you know, all of the expectations she had for being pr- able to protect her daughter and, and all this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't doubt that that stuff you would torture yourself with over the next years. But, but right, right now, now, your, your daughter died 10 hours ago and your granddaughter is as of right now completely unaccounted for. Now is not the time for this.
1: And you, yeah, and you, and there's a baby grandbaby.
0: you're supposed to be taking care of
1: directly in front of you. What I was going to say is, and why isn't the baby in your arms? Exactly. Because then she couldn't
0: be doing her dramatic monologue, you know? No, that, that, (laughs) I don't know why, I don't know what they were thinking there. It is, again, overwritten is not a strong enough word for this monologue.
1: Well, yeah, and it wasn't then, and is this where Joe quotes Norman Cousins or does he do that with, with Luke? That was the uh, no Norman.
0: Isn't Norman Cousins, Cousins the opening? Uh, that's at the end, uh, the start of the scene when he, uh, does the, yeah, with Luke. Yeah, with Luke.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, oof. But do you know who Norman Cousins was? No, I mean,
0: no, I, I was not aware of the quote. Like it ends with a roll doll quote, and I know who that is, but I did not get the roll, uh, the Norman Cousins quote.
1: Okay. Norman Cousins is a man who got really, really sick. Okay. And then he wrote a book about how he got over this illness.
0: All right. You no, know,
1: It it was, he was bedridden for ages. Oh it had God. to be some kind of bar syndrome or something. I don't know before they knew Julianne what Julian bar before
0: they knew what it was.
1: Yeah. And something like that. I'd have to go back. It's been a long time since this okay. happened, but this happened in the seventies and what he said. And when he, his book came out, what he said is what he did was in the hospital room, all he did was watch comedies. He watched films like but they constantly. were all positive comedies. Um all of this mind changing framework, I guess. Yeah, so
0: he made it so he was only having positive stuff around him. He was flooding only himself having, with positivity.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's a very important I mean, you see, Joe yeah. Montaigne knows I'm sure Joe Montaigne knows Norman. Yeah. Cousins. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's only going to be people our age that are going to get remember that reference cousins probably and get that reference. Huh. But it was, it was hit because it, and it's probably very, it's important. Like it probably is on a list of Norman Cousins sayings or something. I don't know. Yeah. But what I remember Norman Cousins for is, is this positive outlook on life. And this idea that somehow or another, in all, when you have problems and when you have tragedies, one of the ways to work your way through it is 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 through laughter and yeah. through and not mean spirited crappy stuff. <laughs> but Marx things like the Marx, Marx Brothers, Brothers, which is just, just insane. Yeah,
0: yeah. just insane. Po- insane. You know, absurd comedy. The Mel yeah.
1: Brooks stuff. That's all those sorts of things that are just kind of insanity, insane, make you laugh.
0: And it's completely removed from, like, the bleak experiences you're going through.
1: And you're, It takes you
0: into uh, another world mentally where everything is positive.
1: Yeah, and that that Joe, who is old enough to remember Norman Cousins, uh, would quote Norman Cousins. It makes
0: sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it was was a, apparently
0: it's a very appropriate quote that I missed entirely. I, I probably should have looked it up, but I was busy. Wow, you, know the next scene. you know how I doing am. This. Exactly. Yes, I doing had to this. rush I to am. do this. Uh, but anyway, so then, uh, we get another scene with, uh, Tara to talk about, uh, the fact that like they're trying to get the container moved so they can fully investigate it in Quantico and like tear it apart. You know, famously it's a reference to, uh, I'm, su- I'm sure next week. And you can tell me if I'm right about this. We're going to have a scene because I think it was in the trailer where the, uh, the, the, the container is now like sitting in the middle of a well lit warehouse. And if you're wondering, yes. okay, that does happen. I think that was in the trailer. That does happen. Cause I didn't know if it was in the trailer. If I was remembering the, um, Unabomber, uh, doc- docudrama they did, because that will be a reference to what they actually did with the Unabomber, which is they packed up his entire shack and just lifted the whole shack and moved the whole shack ac- across the country and investigated it inside the FBI's own facilities. And so that's what that's a reference to when it happens on this show. All right. Uh One thing to mention quickly, they keep talking about how, like, they think it's the cartels and just- Well, no, no. No, no, they, no. They think, no. No, no, no. They I'm they saying don't. how, not they think, but I'm saying how the, the authorities want it to be the cartels and the DA is going to take possession of the thing. And Tara- And Emily think that's insane. It is insane, but I just want to point out something. It's not as insane as they think it is because the idiocy is the idea that like the drug cartels are like killing people, serial killing people up in Washington state. But I know, know. but the problem is that is, uh, that is because they keep using the word cartel. And I hate to say it, but like, uh, we only use the word cartel when we mean a group of non-white drug dealers, because the fact is, up in Washington state, there actually are, like, giant drug farming and selling and shipping organizations that do regularly kill people and have to dispose of bodies. Like, basically, uh they're like, like a cartel is going to kill an el- elderly couple. And I'm like, if they found a marijuana field while they were hiking, they would. <laughs> they just wouldn't, like, take them to a shipping container. Uh, and torture them. That's yeah. the only and thing that's ever. Yeah.
1: Here's, here, yeah. And here's the thing. I, as I said, uh, no, I was going to say, you know, and there's Tara and the cop, you know, having coffee and discussing yeah. things amiably. I really it's like it. It's so that. nice. I, and yeah, and, that and scene where the,
0: all, where the episode ends when they're at the diner, but we'll talk about it then.
1: You know, um, but yeah, they're, um, they, they are afraid because, the bean cutters had the be at the,
0: uh, a u i sorry. At the FBI would rather the, the DEA FBI. have this on the expenses, get kicked over the DEA rather than it come yeah. out of their budget, which
1: is a nice touch. Yeah. And so, you know, they want to, they're, they're floating this, these, this idea around, right. Yeah. For the BAU. Mm. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, so. so now we get a scene of JJ and Luke looking over photos in the house. And then Joe comes in to talk and they're like, the, the, the connection between these families is clear. Yeah. Uh, they both had teenage daughters. And I'm like, I think it's too early for you to be saying that because they both also had sons. And in the first case, both children were killed. And in the second case, both children lived. So it's like, it's too early for you to say the teenage daughters are the important thing.
1: Yeah, the first thing, and the thing is, is that you keep referring to it as a family annihilator, well, not exactly. Well, no, I mean, it's not, I mean, but they've
0: never used the term family annihilator correctly in the history of the show. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So we're just, they have, they have a completely different idea of what the term ha- ha- family annihilator means. And I think by season 14, we just have to stop, stop correcting them. <laughs> it's like, we just have to let them yeah, be wrong smart. about this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what's interesting, though, is... Um, showing that they own a DVD player or a subscription to Disney Plus, wink, uh, they literally <laughs> just do dialogue from Manhunter. Like, it's not just that the scene is inspired by Manhunter. They do dialogue from Manhunter, specifically talking about how the killer took out the biggest threat first and the husband died bleeding from his neck rushing to his children's bedroom, still trying to protect his family. I'm like, this is just stuff William Peterson actually said in Manhunter.
1: I, <laughs> like,
0: I, I'm, I'm keeping there's, my check. There's referencing, and then there's just, you know, plagiarizing dialogue.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you can get away with, you see, you can get away with approximately 20%. Yeah,
0: you can. That's how it works <laughs> That's the power. rule. Yeah, For,
1: with books you can photocopy. You can kind of
0: photocopy, yeah. Before they start a ta- <laughs> getting mad, after
1: a chapter or twenty percent.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the, the
1: script would have been about a hundred and twenty. I checked
0: my notes, and this is when Joe asks, "Has the uh, Amber Alert gone out yet?" And then yells at them because they don't know what car it was yet. So no, this is the scene where Joe freaks out on them. All right,
1: yeah, and then and JJ is trying to calm him down. And she then looks at Luke and they both know, I mean, and they both know that
0: this is, this is an ongoing problem now,
1: but this is becoming
0: a real issue. Dave is, is like, Dave is spiraling basically is the look that they give each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't even be on a case.
0: All right. So uh, now, and this is where it gets interesting. So we go back to the office and this is where they talk about, um, this is where they talk about what's going on with Joe and we get a reference to the fact that uh, this is the first confirmation we have that Crystal is dead. Because this is when they mention processing grief and losing somebody like that. So, th- I mean, we don't have the details, but this is when we know for a fact, okay, she's dead. Yeah. And And uh, remember how I said uh, the show was about to get real dumb? Like, real, real dumb? <laughs> They watch the video of the killer. They get uh, the video of the guy across the uh, from across the street walking to the crime scene, then committing the murders in half an hour away, driving out with the girl in the trunk, yes, of the family car, yes. And they're like, "Oh my God, put her in APB for the family car." How did you not already know they left in the family car? The whole family was murdered. And the garage was empty. Well, where's the family car? This is the suburbs. People don't, like, take the train to live here. People don't. Like, there's no walk-ups in the suburbs that are next to a subway station. Everyone has to have a car. If the
1: car is missing, that's a giant frigging clue. I'm trying to um not do a drive-by. I know. It's hard, uh- I'm not doing a drive-by. I am not doing a drive-by. I will save that for All right, save
0: that for later. All right. (laughs) Ten
1: episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, okay.
1: After we've seen all the episodes, then we can do all our drive-bys if we want.
0: exactly. But it's like, later, it's kind of suggested, right? That the killer, uh, the killer, like, parked his car at a Walmart and, like, walked to the place where he was doing the crime. Uh, walked to the place where he was doing the crime and then drove back there, which is very strange. Uh, like, cause, spoiler alert, you can't walk around suburbs without somebody calling the cops on you. Like, suburbs are built without sidewalks. The weirdest thing in the world is seeing someone walking the street in a suburb. It just, it doesn't happen in America. If you, if you're not jogging or you don't have a dog on a leash, there is no reason to be walking around a suburb and it's suspicious if you are. But anyway, uh, we, oh, right. We skipped over that the, we see the killer, uh, texting someone to sell something with good condition, low mileage for 10 grand. Uh, I'm like, is this code? Is he selling the girl? And that's what this is about. No, he's really selling the car.
1: Yeah. But however, that's exactly what I thought that oh, he was t- t- selling t- the car. T- g- t- well, yes. cause remember. I mean, that's a reference back to remember the guys that were selling. I
0: remember season ten, the 10, uh, yeah. the the Jennifer Love Hewitt year. We yes. all remember really well, and that is exactly where my you're not the only one. My mind went there immediately as well, so I'm sure that's exactly what they wanted us to think.
1: Yeah, and it's going to take a little bit before of time, we
0: get before, uh, yeah
1: before we find out that no, she's not going to be sold.
0: Um, the uh. Then we get uh, one more scene with Tara and the sheriff where he suggests in the most, like they find evidence that the most recent photographs and victims are from 2020. And so the guy 100% reasonably suggests, Hey, maybe the killer died of COVID. (laughs) And I'm like, actually that makes perfect sense. That is a really good theory. But then Tara says, no, it's probable that because of the lockdown, he wasn't able to find new victims. And I'm like, well, yeah, but the lockdown lasted a month in Washington state. Why didn't he start doing victims again, Tara? <laughs> like, it's not like the lockdown lasted a while. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's yeah, a very it wasn't, strange. It
1: wasn't like in Canada where it was months. Yeah,
0: but... Uh, we kept yeah,
1: locking down and we kept locking unlocking. down.
0: But even the lockdowns we had, like, most people still went to work. They just didn't go to work down to offices downtown. Like, people who worked in diners, still in diners. People who work in, you know, uh, yeah, truck stops, still working in truck stops. And homeless people, of which this guy killed a bunch, are still homeless people. In fact, they were more desperate than usual. So, yeah, like, the idea that COVID would stop this kind of killer from being able to find victims? No, that's not, that's just not believable at all.
1: Well, yes, be- you you already, you already. Yeah. We talked about this. Before last week, before? and this show is
0: just, this episode is just a, confirming it. Yeah. A
1: few weeks, a few weeks ago that, yes, I mean, the COVID, but well, but so therefore, yes, the best, the best thing is that maybe he died of COVID.
0: Yeah. And we'll see that where this goes, be,
1: you know, and let's see where this goes and just leave the line out. All right? right. So,
0: uh, next we have, uh, they find the car and a guy who we know immediately isn't the killer because we've already seen the killer a real schlubby guy. They arrest him. They bring him back to Quantico. They start interrogating him. And he's like, I just bought the car from that girl in the Walmart parking lot. I have no idea. Like any of this. And they show him the pictures and he's horrified. And he's like, Oh my God, did I just help out a kidnapper? Like what's happening here?
1: Yeah. He said, but the girl said, no, 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 no. Everything's fine.
0: I was just crying. Cause I have to sell my car, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and the and girl they- just walked off and that leaves yeah. us with a question and that will never get answered uh which is why didn't she just run and talk to the cops we're never going to answer get an answer to that question just don't expect an answer to well, that
1: well you you sort of do okay you don't get an up no we and, have their okay, theories
0: but we never get we, an answer
1: yeah we but that is what the answer is yeah, theoretically
0: he's threatened that he's going to hurt her family if yeah, she and tries then
1: to what happens is I mean, and this is jumping way ahead when they see, we see them together. Yeah. And He's taken her out to his, his home campsite. Yeah. Yeah. And she says the trailer and, and she's, while he's, she's. Well, you know,
0: why don't we, why don't we save that till we actually get there? Cause okay. we're almost, we're very close to getting there
1: because that's the implication. It is the
0: implication. Happened. Yes. But again, we, it'll never Somebody be formally said. stated. Uh, but the key part Nick, is, Nick,
1: Nick, 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 Nick. well, no, but I'm
0: just saying like, it's <laughs> not really that good If like the better, the much better threat than I'll come back and kill your family is that come with me and be nice. Cause my partner already kidnapped your baby brother and has him somewhere because well, if yeah, the family I'll- is all just at home, she can run off, call the cops and say, a guy kidnapped me and he's threatening to kill my family. Get some cops to the family. Thing, you know like but if yeah. her but if a mysterious second partner has her brother strashed that somewhere she would absolutely go along with it and i know this because it happened on an episode of criminal minds in the one about the guys who were keeping um Oops. what do you call it the uh the the host keeping Derek's cousin hostage with yeah. the threat of the kidnapped child so just putting that out there they've already found a better way to do this all right so this is where it gets interesting. They find out. They find. They quickly search the backstories of all the families to see if they have anything in common. Both daughters were on something called Soar, which mm-hmm. is a social media site that's only for confirmed teens who can confirm their identity. That is, uh, that can't be hacked into because Penelope created it. Penelope is the one who made it, so it is unhackable. Meaning that uh, if this is the one thing they have in common and it's a social media site, it's probably where the killer found his targeted victim. Okay. Now, a completely but reasonable let's... assumption to make.
1: Yes. And you have to go that, that it's JJ that discovers this, Yeah, that they were both on sore. Luke is a little, uh, you know, well, yeah, mm, but, it's a
0: bit know, of a stretch, a little, JJ. a bit
1: of a stretch, you know, because sp- Supposedly, Sora is unhackable. Yeah. And that means that somebody has to be under the age of 25, I guess. Under
0: 22. It or cuts off at of 21. 20. Uh, you can't be on it after you're 21.
1: Okay. And, and so, you know, she's, right. um, you know, JJ, and then JJ suggests, well, you know, and Luke says, well, we've got all these. We these. do
0: have an inside person if we wanted to. Right. Uh,
1: no, 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 no. It's not that. It's Luke's. Luke says, "Well, we've got all these people," and JJ says, "Well, yeah. You do you even know their names? Yes. You know of the people says, who are
0: trying to do Garcia's job? You know.
1: You know, and she says, "Well, you know, we we could, uh, you know, we could go and uh, talk says, to our no, inside person
0: on the thing, and we promise we not to, promised yeah,
1: never to talk." And then JJ does talk him into
0: going and seeing her. And Garcia's in the middle of a British bake-off themed party with a bunch of her friends making cute, uh, treats with terrible <laughs> accents. And this oh. is where we confirmed that they went on one date, uh, three years ago and nothing ever came of it. So yes, that's also been closed off. All of the stuff they pushed you. the reset button on. That's another thing they pushed the reset button on. <laughs>
1: Well, and she calls him a frenemy.
0: Yes, exactly. And I'm sure we'll find out more about that as the season goes. Now, but here's an interesting thing. Uh, We saw the killer, right? Uh, David, uh, we jumped forward to Penelope, but David finds out that he dealt with the person who uh, was buying the phone. He never talked to her on the phone beforehand. And uh, the deal for the car started two days ago. Uh, he just had a phone number to call. So David picks up the phone and we see him like, like he's starting to dial a number or something. And then the show wants us to, Im- wants it to imply that David is trying to phone the killer because we immediately cut to the killer in his car getting a phone call. But the phone call is from an encrypted number. And when he sees it, he immediately destroys the phone. Ooh, uh-
1: suspicious. Yep.
0: Now, I mean, you and I both know that that's the mastermind we've seen to the end of the episode. So we know that's the mastermind of the serial killer fraternity calling him and him abandoning the serial killer fraternity by destroying the phone. But, you know, you and I know that. But that hasn't been established in the episode yet. No. All right. uh, So they go through the they go. They use Garcia to hack into the direct messages. That the girls did, you know, just violating privacy all over the place. And they found out that both uh, of them talked to the same guy who called himself R.J. 2003 and J.R. 2003. So they know that JR is right and they know he was born in 2003, which is pretty good.
1: So, it's a, so it is somebody who is
0: uh, in 19- 19 years old. Yeah, 19 years old. Yes. Uh, 18 or 19 years old, depending on his birthday.
1: Yes, so, so he can they,
0: believably get on the site, and here's where things get a little weird because Joe is insisting that it has to be an experience and no, uh, uh,
1: they phone Joe to tell Joe
0: yes to update him, and he comes in to talk and kind of apologizing for how awful he was being, but he is one hundred per cent certain gets uh, oh,
1: no, nasty in this phone call.
0: Oh no, I'm talking about the later scene. You're right. They bring in Joe. Oh, and this whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're right.
1: Um, I have jumped.
0: I have jumped ahead to when they're going over oh, the direct no. messages. I'm jumped over the scene where Garcia says the killer who talked to them would have to be 18 or 19 because no one's getting on the site. And he's like, no, it's a 40 something year old. This is an experienced serial killer's actions. There's no way this is a first time killer. And he screams at Garcia and Garcia hangs up on him. Because now, now, damn right minute.
1: you do. Wait a second. No, he she hangs up on him. Just a minute. What she am I missing? Makes, she makes her statement.
0: Well, yeah, that she's not going to put up with this kind of abuse, especially from somebody she loves. But the important part is she hangs up on him.
1: No, no, yeah, I know. I, so, here, to me, this was a critical moment for Garcia.
0: No, but it's also a criminal moment for Joe, a critical moment for Joe, because it sees, Oh my God, I pissed off Garcia. How far have I fallen?
1: Yeah, that's the beginning of it. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's the beginning of his beginning to at least see that he's gone way too far.
0: Yeah. But
1: he's, she hangs up. Yes, yeah, she hangs up, but it's this point of I will no longer be talked to like this. Mm-hmm. I will no longer be treated like this. Yeah. I. Will not particularly. If I will be in this world,
0: it would only ever be on my terms, not your terms.
1: Yes. And, and I think. It's a great that,
0: moment for her.
1: It's, it's a spectacular moment. We cannot oversell that moment. Oh, no. Moment. We can't how oversell I, how
0: I great a it. moment this is for the character and, and for was. Kristen Vangsness.
1: Yes. This is a character, particularly since all of the things that we have talked about in, in the, ep- uh, this to me, was one of the big. Oh, it's great. Well, it's showing that they're going to
0: take the character stuff seriously this time. Yep. In a way that they haven't in the past. No, you're right.
1: This is a great scene. Particularly, you know, after she got, and who knows how Luke pissed her off, but yeah, I know, right? It be something like that. I'm sure we'll find out
0: something. But yeah, yeah. it'll be definitely interesting. All right. Uh, so <laughs> they get back and they're going over the MO and here's, uh, super dumb part number two. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right. So, here, here where I the show gets real dumb. Cuz Joe has been suggesting the entire time that this guy is way too evolved. To yes. possibly be killed. and he's like he's too experienced. Yes. He's too good at what he's doing. Yes. That now we finally find out the differences between the first two uh crimes were in the first family, in the first time, the killer uh did not bring a weapon with him. Yeah. He was in the house near the, he was based on the crime scene evidence near the uh, daughter's bedroom and got attacked by the husband and father with his baseball bat and then beat the whole family to death in a giant, chaotic melee. Yeah. And my question is, based on what version of those facts would Joe think that this is an experienced killer? With many murders under his belt. You and just told me that the guy, this quote unquote experienced family annihilator, showed up without a weapon and then got into a brawl that he barely escaped. And yet Joe is 100% sure it has to be
1: a 40 year old guy with lots of experienced murders, And that these two are connected because immediately that calls into question. Yeah, whether, whether they're connected not- at all. Whether they're connected at all.
0: Yeah. But they do make the point that because, uh, if we, if we look at it not, and this is a smart thing they do, if we look at it not as a family annihilator, but in as the idea that the first thing was a botched kidnapping attempt, then these are the exact same crime twice, except the second time he killed the parents first. So when the daughter made a fuss, no one would come to intervene. Yeah. And that's the key. Right, that's, and it's like, yeah, that's the key to gets them there. But it's like, who would look at that first crime and think, oh, this is obviously the work of an experienced killer who's completely okay. planned and thought things through. Just no one would think that.
1: Look, and they do bring that up. Not as much as they should. Oh, oh, Daniel. Okay, anyway. I'm right about this. Please continue. Okay, what I was just going to say. This is just a more evidence of the fact that Joe, Joe has
0: lost it. Yeah,
1: has lost it and is not able to see clearly. Yeah, that being you know? said,
0: and if by the way, if the show, uh if the show embraced that, I would say it was actually good writing. But what the show is going to wind up doing with this whole idea of the mismatched M.O.s is say that it could only be that. An 18-year-old killer had an experienced 40-something serial killer as his tutor. And I'm like, no, that's not accurate. Because again, the first crime was a mess. And had their takeaway been, Joe is losing it, then yes, Joe completely misprofiling the first scene uh, is, is actually really good character building and the way the show should be working. But by the end of the episode, they're saying, no, Joe was right. This killer had a boss. I'm like, no. The first crime did not look like an experienced killer in any way, shape, or form, and the show shouldn't try to pretend that it did. But anyway, let's move on to what happens next, I, I,
1: it, which yes, is notice I am not disagreeing with you. Uh,
0: Garcia finds RJ in three minutes.
1: <laughs> like it is the easiest crime.
0: A guy named RJ who lives in Maryland and doesn't have a family. Well, you know, and he talked about, like, farmland. Well, I found a plot of farmland uh, that was seized by the state in 2007 because the two parents died of, uh like, drug overdoses and their child, RJ, went into foster care, so that must be your killer. <laughs> like, wow. How did they ever do this job without Garcia there? Yeah. It is literally two to three minutes she solves the entire crime.
1: But isn't that what we all saw?
0: No, it's true, it's true. But it's like it wasn't a very hard so- like, once you found out that they were both on the social media site, one like it's this weird situation where given the encryption, they were only able to solve the crime because uh she had access to the social media site. Cause if she didn't if they didn't have on their side the one person on earth who can just open up all of those people's text messages immediately because she built the lock. Yeah. They never would have solved this. They didn't have any real clues.
1: No, that's why they needed Garcia. Oh, no, but I
0: just think it's interesting that it's like, I always joke about how, um, uh, in, in, uh, Manhunter and, uh, and the Silence of the Lambs, they act like, uh, Hannibal Lecter has cycle, has insult, uh, has insight as a profiler to help with the case. Cause who knows the mind of a killer better than the mind of a killer? But in fact, uh, in both of those stories, Hannibal Lecter already knows who the killer is at the start of the story. <laughs> and he can't offer any psychological insight whatsoever. He's just toying with them the entire time. No, he doesn't help you investigate. He just jerks you around when he already knows who the killer
1: is. And that's what you have to figure out. Oh, is yeah. Because he actually knows
0: who the killer yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, so what's uh, really good is they rush out to the thing. But, uh, the killer has, uh, now revealed his motive to the daughter. What happened was she had said that her parents weren't going to let her go across the country to university, even though she got to a school in California. So he wanted to murder her parents who were keeping her from going and sell the car to fund their trip. And she is horrified by this and makes it clear that she does not love him. And he is, and attacks him with a hammer. And he is so distraught at hearing this that he kills himself. Yeah. And it's a downer, but it is psychologically 100% believable based on the situation they've created with this character. Like I didn't have a problem with that reaction at all. The problem I have is the idea, the belief that she would immediately decide to kill herself as well. And David would have to talk her out of it. Now I understand why this scene exists. They need a moment to get David to look at his own stuff and admit that he is not coping with the death of his wife. But the way they get there, the idea that she would immediately put a gun to her head after finding out her family is dead uh, because she interprets that it was her fault because she talked to a crazy guy. No, I didn't believe that at all, but I understand why it happens because they need to get to this scene of Joe taking responsibility for how he has allowed his life to become a cle- complete mess. It's just as we're watching, uh, as we are watching Wire in the Blood, you can't help but think of how they would have found a much more organic way to get Tony to take a look at himself. You know, <laughs> it would not be this contrived if we were watching an episode of Wire in the Blood. That being well, said,
1: that being it, said, it's
0: contrived. It is very well written and acted.
1: It's very,
0: it's very one hundred percent. No. Exact- like, Joe is fantastic here. He is fantastic here. The writing in the scene is great. His performance is spectacular. It is a really great scene. It's just the setup for the scene is completely contrived and I don't believe it for a second. Yeah, well, you know, that, but that's. I, but you know what? If I set that because, aside and I just look at the craft of yeah. writing and acting,
1: it's great. Yeah. So, and I think that you, I think that that's what you have to do. Yeah. I, I, um, sometimes because while I, you know, she, because we don't even see, like, here, here, okay? This is how simple it would have been.
0: Yeah.
1: To have made, made it more convincing. Yeah. Is that we see her looking at his cam, his camera. Yes, why didn't they have uh, uh, see her see, see the killing. whole murder? They would have it. That would have sold it. Yeah. Because if she had just seen her parents, the being brutal
0: killed, murder of her parents, and then found out. That but she's this guy then, is yeah, the then, guy, I, then I buy, then I buy how i was. Then
1: it. Right. it. It was a simple, it's such
0: an easy simple. fix. She yeah. has to see the footage. Yeah. And if she sees the footage, no, but it's like, and you could have made such a dramatic scene out of her seeing the start of the footage and demanding, right? So, like, imagine a version of this scene, right? Where she sees the start of the footage in the car. And then he takes her in and says, we're going to go away together. And she says, what did you do to my parents? And demands to be let see the footage. And he doesn't want to show her because he's trying to, because this whole thing has been about protecting her. And she demands to see the footage. And she, she makes the specific choice to see the footage and she's horrified. And he says, I did it to save you from them. And then she attacks him because she's so freaked out. Yeah. Understandably. And then he realizes that he's gone too far and he misjudged and he'll never be loved. And then he kills himself. Then you completely earn that.
1: Yeah. Then you, you see, and this is it. This is, this is what we do on the podcast. Yeah, is we we do little
0: tweaks and rewrites.
1: Yeah. You know. But
0: you needed a full scene of her demanding to see the footage and him insisting that he was just trying to protect her and like make and then like him putting all of the weight of it on her yeah. like specifically putting all of the weight of these deaths yeah. on her saying yes. it and she has to watch the footage you do all of that 100 percent. you've earned her being coming suicide
1: yeah no and I, I think that because in in that would be almost. I can. I will never be able to live with this. I have to.
0: Yeah. And of course,
1: she doesn't know
0: her brother's. She is. She would assume her brother's her dead. Her brother's
1: also dead. Yeah. Right. And so then Dave's telling David telling her would that her father still yeah. alive. She, and yeah, right. her grandmother. Yeah. That like like it would just have made that scene a just that little bit more better, more, more believable, it. but also more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't even have to show
0: the footage if you don't want it to be too gross. You just have to have the actress watching the footage and
1: reacting to it. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to watch the. You no, you have wouldn't to have to put it. it on screen or anything. No, and yeah. it it is it is a it is fascinating because it's yeah. Uh, right. it, so anyway, so there's there's your rewrite. There's we your
0: were, rewrite, and there's there's how that and I, I mean that would have fixed the one problem I have with the ending, which otherwise is super powerful. Yeah. All right. So, here's where it gets fun. Uh we then cut away to <laughs> uh we cut away to um uh, what do you uh to Tara finding out about the news, right? About the like cuz they've got this case. Uh they're they go through the guy's stuff. She's been catered away and in with the guy's stuff, the the new killers. They find this case that was covered in dirt and they open it up and we recognize the case right away. It's the goggles. It's the hammers. It's the rope. It's the rope. It's the little dingle to shut off security cameras. It's all the stuff we saw him with. We saw him with, right? Like it is, it completely matches the same night vision goggles. It completely matches the one we saw the killer with at the start of the episode. And we're like, But it was buried. It's covered in dirt. And we're like, how did that get from Washington all the way (laughs) to Maryland?
1: But Tara finds one.
0: Yeah. Uh, But then, well, no, Tara already had, uh, Tara, Uh, it turns out, already had one. She's, and we're like, because we think, is it the same case? Then we cut over to Tara talking with the sheriff about the case that they found. right? Right. And then she sees on TV that the case is also in Maryland. And she she phones them right away and says, I've got our connection to serial crime. You know, we're we're getting this case. Yeah. And, but then, and this wasn't, a uh, that's not enough of a kicker. We then cut to the mastermind, the guy who's behind all of this, yeah. who is in a field burying the next case. And yeah. the the interesting thing about this character is he is clearly too young. Like, I mean, I got to say this guy's mid 30s. And the the beginning of it was 18 years ago. So mid late 30s. So unless he inspired that first killer when he was 20 years old, like this might be part of a larger idea. So I don't I don't know what his role is yet, but he's clearly no, he the mastermind. May
1: be, he may be the
0: first killer. He may be the first killer, right? He may be the original killer. He may be the one who inspired the guy in Washington. He may not, but he would have had to done it when he was like 20. So maybe like he got out of college and what am I going to do with my life? And he was like, uh, "We know this is about like a tech startup for serial killers," is what they said with the show. So maybe he's the Mark Zuckerberg of Cereal, serial
1: killing, technical serial of kill.
0: distributed
1: serial killing. Yeah, but it, no, it, it's in, it's inter- it's interesting from that that. Yeah, he could be, mind you, he could look young for his age. He could
0: look, yeah, he could be supposed to be in his 40s. So
1: he would still have had to have started when he was. So
0: young. Yeah. So young.
1: And he was doing these things on his own. And. But he's like, uh, he's
0: the uh, one who uh, seems uh, to have made these standardized cases. At least that's what we're asked to believe by the end of this episode. And then in a thing that completely beggars belief. On the radio broadcast in the car that's playing music while he's digging the hole for the thing, they play a news report that mentions both the the container being found in Washington State and the girl that just got rescued. And the interesting thing is, he doesn't care at all about the container being found. He doesn't care at all about the girl being rescued. But when he hears the name of the killer who kidnapped the girl, he's like, Oh, what the hell was that? Because this is the guy who phoned him. Yeah. This is obviously the guy who phoned him. We know that immediately when he has that look. And then he's supremely pissed off when he resumes bearing the case. So I don't know where this is going. I haven't watched episode two, but uh, this guy, my prediction is it was, you'll notice that the killer was wearing a body camera when he killed the family family and that's why she we she ha- saw a bit of the footage and that should have played up more in the ending. And you yeah. may be asking, given the guy's M.O. with just wanting a teen to love him why was he recording the footage? And I'll tell you. Mastermind is what I'm calling the character for now. Mm-hmm. His whole thing is, he will help you serial kill, he will get you all the supplies you need, he will get you all the territory you need, and his one price in response is he wants you to film it For his giant collection of snuff films. That is my prediction. And I don't know if he's selling the snuff films or keeping the snuff films for himself or something like that, but he is making a giant super collection of snuff films and the cases are your serial killer starter kits that come with a way to turn off security cameras, rope, duct tape, knives, hammers, night vision goggles, and a body camera to make the snuff films that are the price for being a part of his
1: fraternity. That is my prediction. Okay. Um, some of that will... Come up in episode after. two? Some of it will come up in episode two. Some of it won't. I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, I mean, and that... that is a starts, reasonable prediction, that's a right? It's a reasonable prediction, but... Y- it will still be a reasonable prediction. It will not be dis- Confirmed not or be- okay. So it, you're saying nothing in
0: episode two confirms or dismisses or what I just said. Okay, that prediction. So I'm gonna have to wait a little longer to find out.
1: We're all gonna have to wait a little longer. Um, and
0: it, what are you the craziest thing in the world? What last episode of the season airs on my birthday? <laughs> 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 it's like this is all specifically being made for me in a very
1: real way. <laughs> Your birthday present. Is not that crazy? Last time so season my birthday present. And there had better be another episode and I hope there is. You mean, another, mean season. another season? Yeah. Oh, did you notice Disney is calling it season 16? Yeah, I know. They're not even pretending it's a new thing. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Well, except it comes up as Chris um Colonel Minds Colonel evolution. Minds evolution.
0: But if you go to the chart it's part of the regular run.
1: It's yeah, season 16. So it's it's interesting. Now, is this where we see and uh, this it, this is nothing. If if I spoil this, this is nothing. Okay. Is it in this episode where we see Penelope with her drawer full of glasses? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I just want to say this for those of you who have watched the second the second part. I want to have enough money to have that many (laughs) pairs of glasses so that I can color coordinate. Made every one of
0: your outfits
1: with a pair of glasses. Every one of my outfits. (laughs) all right well that's the dream okay
0: that's the dream dream. (laughs) all right so um that's it for episode one which is um just getting started i think is the title uh we're gonna be back here tomorrow or sunday this is going up like an hour after we we recorded this (laughs) Uh, it's going up immediately so we're going to get the next one up tomorrow or sunday so we're going to talk about sicarious there uh but until we see you then if you have any questions if you have any comments uh if there's any other profiling related shows you'd like us to check out drop us a line at profiling criminal minds at gmail.com we would love to hear from you we are if you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcaster be sure to rate and review it because that's how people find the show. Honestly, between the half season and coming back, we're probably going to pay for somebody to promote the show. Since this has been the most our moment thing ever. Uh, so, <laughs> maybe you'll hear ads from us somewhere. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we will see you see back you. here tomorrow or Sunday for episode two, Sicarious. But until then, I'm going to say that's right. Au revoir.
1: And Have a good weekend. Profiling Criminal Minds is
0: a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.